real quick before we dive into this episode of the podcast. Be sure to grab your free PDF copies of my latest books at frugal.show forward slash free. Now on to the show. If you haven't already, be sure to grab your free copy of my first two books, Frugalpreneur and Authorpreneur, by going to thesarahstjohn.com forward slash free. That's T-H-E-S-A-R-A-H-S-T-J-O-H-N dot com forward slash free. Now on to the show. Hello, this is Sarah St. John with the Frugalpreneur Podcast, and today we have Rock from Squadcast. Welcome to the show. Hi, Sarah. Thanks for the opportunity to be here. How are you today? How are you doing amidst all the chaos going on right now? Yeah, so it is a, a beautiful day here in Oakland, California. It's unfortunate that you know we're supposed to be spending most of it sheltering in place, but you know, I am I'm, I am pretty grateful that in a lot of ways we are already a remote team. Working in tech allows you to you know still help people remotely, and then our the very nature of our app connecting people and keeping them in contact remotely to record their shows and uh, studio quality audio is you know we feel very fortunate because you know there's a lot of other people that you know they're hurting or they're getting sick or they're just scared and and you know all that stuff is it's hard not to lose sight of that, but be worse. So I'm grateful. Yeah, and a Squadcast obviously helps people with podcasts, and I, I hear that a lot of people are starting podcasts right now while they're at home. So can you tell us a little bit about Squadcast, maybe the history and, and what you help with? Yeah, absolutely. So at its core, Squadcast is really just to help two podcasters is where we focus on, but it could be anybody creating uh, high-quality audio content, and it's really to help two people who are in different locations connect and record that audio and have it in the highest quality possible. We kind of want it to sound, not kind of, we want it to sound to your audience. Like we don't want them to be able to tell if it was like a Skype or a Zoom call. And that's what a lot of podcasters were using when we first started. And that is how we started. We, we wanted to start a podcast of our own. Our team is scattered throughout California. So we were thinking that it wouldn't be that difficult to create this podcast remotely. And we ran into a lot of challenges, specifically with quality, because Skype and Zoom, a lot of podcasters were using, and they, they work really well for video chat and video conferencing. And we definitely liked the video component that it brought, but we, we just weren't really satisfied with the sound quality. And so the, the, the way I, the, the Squadcast came to be was Zach had the idea to create a, or he had the desire, I should say, to create a science fiction podcast with some of his friends and his brother, Vince, who is also a good friend of mine. And they, they ran into these troubles with quality because quality was really, especially with like a sci-fi audio fiction, quality was like really important. It wasn't like acceptable to have some of those artifacts that get picked up in a Skype or Zoom call. So you know, ran the gamut of all the different options that were out there. And, and it was really scattered at the time. It still is in a lot of ways. There's a lot of podcasters who have found what works for them. And it was a combination, or I should say a trade-off. It always seemed like ease of use and quality. You, If you wanted it easy, you had to sacrifice uh, having lower quality. And if you really wanted high quality, it was kind of like making 
the other person, like a guest, have to jump through all these kind of hoops to to just make it sound good. And we just didn't think that we thought there had to be a better way to do it. So, you know, after running into these troubles, Zach approached me about, well, what a, what about an idea to help people record their conversations remotely and actually record it in the highest quality audio possible? And then like, just take away the worry or anxiety that comes with having a remote conversation. Because that was the other thing was like, okay, it's one thing to, to, to figure out how to do it. But then also a lot of podcasters were, you know, while they're having these interviews that they've worked so hard to schedule and plan for that, you know, sometimes they'd lose their audio. So there was always that kind of worry about that. So we just wanted to eliminate that altogether, that you don't have to worry. You're always going to get your audio. Uh, and there's a few ways that we, we do that, which I'm happy to go into, but that is definitely where the original idea came from. And for me, it, I had already been looking to do something more entrepreneurial. So I, I came from a, uh, a corporate background. I was working for an accounting firm, which was a great job for me. It was my first job into the corporate realm, if you will. And, and you know, I, I, I owe a lot to that that job. A lot of who I am today is because I had just such a good experience there. It really exposed me to a lot of different businesses and business leaders and totally inspired me to actually uh, want to take a jump into something more risky and entrepreneurial. And so by the time that Zach had pitched me the idea for Squadcast, I had already been kind of mentally and financially preparing myself for something like that. I just didn't know which you know, what was going to happen, but I just wanted to stay ready and, and, and just get prepared because that was, that's just where my heart was wanting to go. And so when he pitched me the idea, it was great timing. Like I said, I'd already been preparing for it. And then the fact that it was in podcasting and I had been a fan of, of podcasts for, you know, many years at that point. So it wasn't very hard to get excited about it. It was just more like, okay, is this really something that people need? And, you know, is there an opportunity to, to, to make something of it? Because the idea of being at the ground level of building something and collaborating with people and, and getting everyone's ideas into accomplishing this uh, uniform goal is, is really what, what excites me about, you know, what we're doing at Squadcast. It's, you know, it's still the same five core people for the most part that started. We are looking at, we are currently adding resources right now, thankfully, which is great, but you know, it's been, it's been, a, it's been a good ride. So I'm, I'm glad that things happen the way that they happen. And when did y'all get started? Yeah. So that was about three and a half, maybe four years ago by the time Zach, like, pitched me on the idea. We did a little bit of homework to see like, okay, is this something worth pouring the next five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years plus of our lives into? And so from the, that discussion till now has been about four years, maybe three oh, and a half. Okay. So then do you have a podcast yourself as well? Like, are, are you in? Yes, we do. Yeah. So we never got started on the science fiction podcast. That's probably still getting delayed with, with the startup business and stuff, but absolutely. We do have a podcast, you know, we use Squadcast to record it. The podcast is called Between Two Mics. It's me and Zach, who's my, my co-founder and co-host. We interview people in podcasting that really excite us. What excites us about podcasting is it's still very malleable. It's still being defined. It's been around for over 10 years now, but there's still this very, you know, innovative and creative aspect about it that there's a lot of like freedom and independence that, that I like about podcasting. And so we really try to highlight the people that are really doing some of that stuff that you just would never expect to happen. And then it's like this popular podcast. So for example, one of a good friend of ours, and he happens to be in the Bay area as well. His name is Drew Ackerman. He has the sleep with me podcast, which is essentially designed to put people to sleep. And Drew started this podcast because 
he wanted to cure his anxiety or not his insomnia, excuse me. Don't quote me if he has, has anxiety. I don't know about that. He, he does. He's pretty open about having uh, insomnia. And so he was trying to figure out a way to cure that insomnia. And he found it through this podcast. And then when he put it out there, found out that other people had the same issue and that his podcast was helping them sleep as well. And I, I just, I'm, I'm so blown away by it because it's a, you know, he's like pretty much funded by his by his listeners through uh, Patreon, and he might be doing some other ways, but it's just like a really neat story. And there's there's many, but it's just one of the neater stories in podcasting. And what is so neat about podcasting is because there's so many people that are like that. You can get so niche and talk about you know really whatever you're into or whatever you're an expert on, and find an audience to speak to that you know you didn't know about, but that also wanted the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're actually recording on Squadcast right now. So for everyone listening, that's what we're using. And can yeah, can you go into a little more detail about the sound quality, like how it's different? I mean, maybe that's too technical, but how it's different yeah. from other options. Yeah, well, fortunately, I'm not the technical person, so I won't try to, you know, pretend to be one. That's definitely Zach's forte. Yeah. So what we found with podcasters is that they want to start with the, in general, they want to start with the highest quality audio possible and the rawest form of audio possible. And then they edit it and they, they you know, make it all pretty and, and do whatever they need to do in the post-production or their editors do that or something like that. So the way that we talk about it is like our audio is more like organic produce and it's about what we add to it or don't add to it for that matter. And so that really is the difference between us in the Skype or Zoom is that we've been built from the intention to capture that audio in the highest quality possible. So the way we do that is we record everyone locally. So your audio is getting put, picked up locally on your machine. And then my audio is getting picked up locally on my machine. It's simultaneously pushing it and auto-saving it to the cloud via a I think you could call it a feature. It's one of the invisible features that we we talk about called progressive upload. Um, happy to go into that later. But yeah, the, in regards to the audio quality, capturing it locally ensures that if there is some kind of internet interruption, it won't sound that way the way it is on Skype and Zoom because Skype and Zoom is recording exactly what you hear in the conversation where we're actually capturing the audio that's being spoken into the microphone. And then Squadcast does all the heavy lifting of making sure your audio files get sent, that your guest doesn't have to do anything, super lightweight on them, and then also pretty lightweight and, and easy on the podcaster as well. Okay. Yeah, that makes more sense because I was kind of confused myself like, how the audio is different, but I mean, it definitely sounds clear. So that makes Good. sense. Good. <laughs> yeah. And then you mentioned the progressive upload and what exactly does that mean? Yeah. So the problem was, is that when recording locally, it's being saved on that person's machine. So when you're recording a, a wave file, that's an hour, two hours long, that can be a pretty demanding on uh, a machine's resources. So that was one of the problems that we encountered on why is that like maybe some people didn't have the right machine to handle that kind of uh, file on their on their local machine. But we definitely wanted to capture the audio local. The second problem that we encountered is, okay, they just had a podcast. They had, they had a great conversation, hour long recording, the podcaster hits stop, and then you'd have to wait for this giant file to upload. And sometimes it could take one hour, two hours where podcasters were having to ask their guests like, hey, can you just leave your your window open? You can turn off your mic. Can you just leave your laptop open? And 
there's a lot of like fear and anxiety that can come with like, okay, well, what if it doesn't upload? What if they accidentally close their browser? Or how about how inconvenient and awkward that is to ask somebody to do that? So progressive upload was a way that saving in like chunks, like eight second chunks, and then simultaneously pushing it to the cloud. So that eight second chunk is wiped off the local machine and then Push, put up onto the cloud simultaneously so that as the conversation is being recorded, it's also being saved. So it's more lightweight on the local computer resources. Additionally, if you ever do have a point of failure, like someone's computer turns off, the network fails completely, something like that, the conversation is at least saved and salvageable up until that point. So usually all folks have to do is just hit refresh, they, uh, they reconnect, and then you can pick up where you left off. And then finally, uh, the reason why we did it is so that as soon as you hit stop on the record button, you don't have to wait for a file to upload. It's already safe in our cloud. It might take a minute or two to become uh, a peer downloadable, but you don't have to ask your guest to, to leave their browser open. You don't have to leave your browser open. You can you can leave, turn off your computer. It's safe in our cloud and it'll be there whenever you're ready to download it and listen to it. Okay. Yeah, that's really good because I've used other services before for interviews and I did have to tell them don't close it. And it one happened to us too. We, we learned yeah. from experience. We we're like, this is unacceptable. There's got to be a better way. Yeah. Like one time, I think it took like a half hour or something ridiculous. Like, so the guest like had to just leave it open and walk off and go do whatever he needed to do. But, mm -hmm. and then another thing I wanted to ask about was volume ducking and what that means. Yeah. So that was another, I don't want to say you could call it a bug. It's just a, an issue that we've, we've wrestled with over time. So, you know, after we, we fixed the progressive upload and got that working and now we're actually have that patent pending. So we're excited about that. Volume ducking probably became the, the next bigger issue that was more difficult for us to, to deal with. And the reason is, is because it has to deal with Squadcast is a as a web app, so we are bound by the rules, and and we got to play by the rules within the browsers that we we operate in. So like Chrome and Firefox, they have their standards. You know, they're supposed to be pretty standard browser, web browser standards, but they all have their differences and intricacies. And so, as a default, the browsers have it set for volume ducking turned on, and so. What the purposes of that is, is whenever two people are talking at the same time, the browser, to avoid it being too disruptive in a, in a flow of a conversation, the browser will be doing the thinking for you, I guess is one way to phrase it, and lower someone's volume because it avoids having people like talking over each other. And again, it's very disruptive. So uh, manually in Squadcast and because that, because it it kind of like, kind of trampled on the quality of audio recordings when, you know, you're listening to a podcast, everyone sounds good, sounds good. And then someone just all of a sudden sounds way lower. Now that can be fixed in post-production, but as you can imagine, a lot of people don't want to spend their time editing something the way it's, it, they think it should sound. <laughs> you know, they don't want to have to fix mistakes that that Squadcast made. And we certainly don't want to do that. We're trying to solve problems, not create new ones. So it's, it's something that we wrestled with because when we had it set as a default for Volume ducking is what happens. The button that we had to use is called echo cancellation. So when echo cancellation is turned on, volume ducking is essentially on as well. So we turned it off, right? So that there's no volume ducking. Everyone sounds the same in the conversation. But what happens is, is it creates a really bad echo. And the echo is so bad, you can't have a conversation. So unless you have headphones. 
So we gave podcasters the choice of this echo cancellation button. So if you turn it on, you don't have to wear headphones, but you do have the uh, occurrence of volume ducking happening. And if you turn it off, it's going to sound better and not have any audio ducking, but everyone needs to wear headphones. And so we just wanted to give podcasters the choice of like, okay, you know, guests are coming from all different types of experience and backgrounds and familiarity familiarity with technology and, and recording audio. So in the event that someone forgot their headphones or doesn't have anything, any laying around, we wanted to give the, the podcaster that opportunity to still uh, capture and record that interview. But the uh, more preferred way I would say for most podcasters is to turn the echo cancellation off, have everybody recording with headphones, and, and then you're going to be fine. Oh, okay. And we both have headphones or earbuds in. So, but I did turn the echo cancellation on. So I guess I should have kept that off, I guess. Yeah. Okay. And that's one of those invisible features I'm talking about that it's, it's, you don't see it, you can't touch it, you can't feel it. So, you know, explaining it is one thing. And I think visually explaining it is something that we're really looking forward to adding to the website soon, because, you know, it, it takes a little bit of explaining and, you know, to turn echo cancellation off means that there is no echo. So it's kind of hard to wrestle with sometimes. I even still struggle with explaining it, but it's really just to give the podcaster every opportunity to record their show with their guest and fit multiple types of workflows. That's what we're trying to do. We definitely are all about recording the highest quality audio possible, but we also want to fit into people's workflows. So there's a, there's a delicate balance there. Mm -hmm. And can you also explain what audio drift means? Yes. So audio drift is kind of a uh, an unfortunate result that can happen when you are recording tracks locally. And when you like try to combine them in post-production, they can drift out of sync. So again, it is something that can be fixed in the post-production process. However, what we learned is that a lot of producers, editors, and certainly podcasters who are already wearing uh, many hats when they're running their shows, they don't, it, it's, it's incredibly difficult to, to handle in the post-production, even though it is possible and it's not the best use of time. You're not really bettering the show. You're just fixing something that shouldn't be there anyways. And it doesn't happen with Skype or Zoom because they don't record locally. So that's why, you know, some folks have just, you know, said, oh, I've had it with these, these local recording. The technical term is like a double ender. They, they'll say, I had it. I'll just do Skype and Zoom because I don't have to deal with it. So we, again, we just thought that was very unacceptable that we didn't want to be creating problems. We just wanted to be adding solutions. So very similar to the progressive upload, we found that there had to be a better way. And uh, that too is actually patent pending. So, you know, really, really happy to, to, to not have that one. That was another big one that, you know, we knew it had happened to some of our more direct competitors that audio drift was a big problem. So that's how it was on our radar pretty early. And we had just never experienced it. We we're like, okay, maybe maybe we did something differently. And then it happened. And it was like, oh no, here we are. We're doing the same thing. But I'm I'm really grateful that Zach and the team really just didn't ex you know didn't accept it being a possibility and really worked hard to eliminate it for good because it was a big it was a big thing, especially in the early days as a differentiator where everyone has said, yeah, I love the audio quality with with this option, but man, that audio drift is just so it's, it almost, you know, makes it not worth it. And, you know, we just didn't want to accept that as our fate either. Yeah. The only thing that I wish you had, but I know you're working on it is video. Yeah. So it should be out this summer, early this summer is what we're currently shooting for. We'll definitely be making announcements about it as it gets closer. And, and yeah, I'm glad to hear you're excited about it. We're certainly excited about it too. The, the video component to Squadcast was like, 
always a, a thing from day one that we wanted to add. But just be, I think because I mean, perhaps an oversight on our our end was, you know, because our focus was going to be initially podcasters, we thought they're only really worried about capturing the audio. We're just going to make sure we're the option to capture it in the highest quality possible. But we really liked seeing and we felt like that's going to add to building that connection, building the rapport. And then hopefully that actually translates into the actual conversation that your audience is listening to. But as you can imagine, uh, many people were like, well, what about the video? Can we record the video? I want the video. And uh, the response from people in podcasting and then just people that are content creators, even YouTubers, they all kind of want it too. So fortunately, we were our infrastructure was built in a way that that doesn't make it this really tremendous task. We're already kind of set up for it. It's just to make sure that the video quality that's being recorded is up to the same standards as our audio. Right. Yeah. Focus on audio and then uh, video is secondary. But yeah, I even when I've recorded interviews in the past where there was a video component, yeah, I didn't end up using them. But I started thinking it would be nice to to have video because then you can repurpose it and put it on YouTube. Though you could, I still put my podcast on YouTube as like an audiogram, but I think a video would be more appealing. <laughs> no, and I think a lot of people would agree with you. And I think what what we've learned is that exactly what you're saying, like, yes, they may be, we may see them as a podcaster or podcasting might be you know, one of the major things they focus on, but they're also doing much more content creation. They're doing email, they're doing blogs, they're doing, you know, like Facebook and Instagram lives, they're doing, you know, all sorts of stuff. So it's really just empowering content creators to, you know, collaborate and create high quality content together. Mm -hmm. And I know currently you can have what, up to four people on a squad cast. Do y'all have any plans of, I mean, I don't know when you would ever need more than four, <laughs> but you know, I'm just curious. Yeah, no, it's a good question. It's certainly something that comes up. You know, we would like it to be more than four because our team is five. And so that's how we knew that four was our cap. Cause whenever five or, you know, we try to pull in a six person, the, the reliability just, you know, just increased a little too high for, for our liking, but four seemed to be that sweet spot. A lot of people very similar to what you're saying were like, well, I don't know how much I would ever need over four, but there's definitely some use cases that could benefit from it. What we're also seeing is a lot of like networks or media outlets. They like having a silent producer on maybe two silent producers on. And so they in Squadcast would currently take up a seat. So, you know, maybe we, there's a, so, you know, we're working on ways to open that up or even make, you know, those producers like silent and maybe they wouldn't appear on, on the Squadcast uh, video feed, but they're still kind of involved and in the session. So we're definitely kicking around some ways to, you know, again, facilitate more workflow. So if it's adding more than four, we are exploring options to do that. But we're also exploring ways to provide like listener audio ex experience or a non active participant in the session. So nothing solid yet. We are still looking into our options about that, but we'll definitely be making some announcements soon if it, once we get a more solid timeline on that. Okay. And let's see, do you have any kind of like interview tips or techniques or even equipment other than Squadcast, of course? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so I think that's probably the, one of the more interesting things that I've learned since, uh, 
becoming more in the podcast world. I definitely came into it as a listener. So in many ways, I felt like an outsider because we were trying to serve podcasters. And I didn't really know anything about being a podcaster other than that I really liked the medium and had felt its benefits. And so, you know, it was easy to get excited about supporting those kind of folks. But what I learned is, is like, equipment's certainly important. You know, when we would love, you know, everyone to that, you know, needs to record their podcast remotely to use Squadcast. And, you know, I'm using an ATR 2100 mic, which is a great microphone for podcasting. So your equipment definitely matters. However, what I have really learned is that, you know, things like mic technique and room treatment in your environment, those are, you know, just as important, if not more important to the quality of your audio. And so I think, you know, those are just things that I've learned and, and figuring out, okay, why these podcasters do all these crazy things, like make a, a a studio in their closet and why that actually helps. And, you know, just, just doing all these little tips and tricks and, you know, how much I use my hands when I talk and, and don't talk in front of a microphone, but like, you know, that really affects the, the sound quality of, of how you are holding that mic, how you're speaking into that mic, the distance and stuff like that. So there's a lot of good materials on how to do it, but I think most podcasters that I've learned that are are new to the space were just like me. They just weren't aware of it. They didn't, you know, were the, the cool thing about podcasters are they're usually what's so awesome about them is not that they podcast, they bring something different to the table, just like you, you know, you're bringing something like you're using podcasting as your medium, but you know, it's, it's the content that's, that's, that keeps everyone engaged and coming back for more. So I, so I just feel like there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff to learn when you first start a podcast. I feel like in a lot of ways, it's very much like starting a business. So it can be kind of overwhelming. So I think just being aware of some of these little key insights is, is can make you sound a, a lot more helpful. And it's certainly been great for me to learn. I, I've been really loving being behind the mic and getting more comfortable talking to people and, you know, just being better at conver- being a uh, conversationalist. Is that even a word? And then just like focusing on listening. And that's what we're really lucky for is like, you know, we, our job is to serve these people who talk for a living and just listen and get out of the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned podcasting in a closet. Cause I actually just transitioned into that today. Good for <laughs> like, you. I, I was always podcasting in my office, but it's like, there's not enough sound dampening or whatever you want to call it. Whereas, and you know, everyone says, Oh, record in a closet. I'm like, that's kind of weird, but it, it, I feel like it does give better sound. And then yeah, I wish that. I was in my office too. Cause that's uh, <laughs> definitely a little bit better and I don't have a closet big enough to, to, to do it in today, but that's very cool that you did that. So you're liking it. <laughs> Yeah, I like it so far. Of course, I'm recording on a laptop versus a desktop. So I'm depending on Wi-Fi, but so far it hasn't been an issue. And uh, yeah, so, and I'm using an ATR 2100 as well. Hey, Mike, Mike buddies. (laughs) Actually, I just heard that they're no longer making that. There's like the 2100X now. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're making another version. And, 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 you know, that's a great point that you brought up. We're both using the same mic. I think a lot of podcasters probably overthink the, the equipment and it's easy to get excited about all these different mics and, and headphones. They're, they're almost like toys to, to people. And, but I think the one downfall is focusing too much on the microphone or the headphones. I mean, the ATR 2100, that's a really good mic for, for podcasting for a few reasons. And, you know, you really don't need to complicate it much more than that. It's, it's a 40, maybe $60 mic. The, the new one that's coming out probably isn't too much more expensive. So uh, that's, 
I would say to just follow up on what I said of, you know, be mindful of all these other things like room treatment and, and mic technique, but also just don't overthink the equipment because it, it can be overwhelming and you got enough stuff to worry about as po- a podcaster, especially when you're first starting out. Yeah. And I actually on my website, and I've been meaning to do a blog post about this, is the four things that I use for podcasting, well, other than a computer uh, mm-hmm. and, and other than headphones, but <laughs> everything else for under $100 combined. Now, of course, now that the ATR2100 is no longer, at least it's not available on Amazon anymore. And I actually contacted Audio-Technica about that. I'm like, I like to refer that microphone because it's only like 65 bucks or whatever. So if it fit within the whole podcast starter kit for under 100, but now that I think the ATR2100X or whatever is 99. Oh, so. it is that much more expensive. Okay. Have you heard of the Samsung Q2U? It's very similar to the ATR and it's like $40. It might even be oh. cheaper. Oh, no, I hadn't. I don't think I've heard of that one. I'll have to look okay. at that one. and I'll, fo- I'll follow up. It's very similar. Like all the benefits of the ATR are, are pretty much there. Some people even prefer it, but it's, it's comparable. And I think it will fit in that keeping it under a hundred bucks. Is it a USB one as well? Absolutely. Yep. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. (laughs) All right. Well, I think you've answered all my questions. Is there anything else that you want to say to the listeners? Well, yeah. So we did create a unique promo code for all the listeners that ever want to check out Squadcast. So everybody gets a uh, a seven-day free trial to test out the product, get comfortable. We definitely want you comfortable and getting value from the product. But for all your listeners, if they when they do sign up, they can also get an additional $10 off their first month. So that's using the promo code FRUGAL, and it's in all caps. Awesome. That is so great. And I'll definitely link, uh, I'll do some show notes for this and link to the various things we've talked about, Squadcast, the microphone, the coupon code and all that stuff. So I really appreciate your time. And yeah, I hope to see you at Podcast Movement. If it Yeah, I, I'm <laughs> so hopeful. I'm so hopeful too. And yeah, really looking forward to, to doing that. It's a great event. J- Dan and Jared have, you know, really done a, a wonderful thing for the podcast community. And, and, you know, it's, it's in Dallas, which is somewhere I've never been, which is kind of a home base for, for podcast movement. So I, I, I know they got some big plans in store. So I, re- I really hope that we get to see it and be great to see you and connect in person. Yeah. As much as I love these remote conversations, never going to deny that there's something special about meeting someone in person as well. Yeah, because I definitely plan to be there because I'm in Dallas. So it it eliminates travel costs, (laughs) hotel costs. So I definitely plan to be there. So I just hope, I mean, that's like four months from now. It should be, it should happen, but you never know. (laughs) Definitely keeping my fingers crossed because have you ever been to a podcast movement before or any other events? Okay. Mm -mm. No, no, not a podcast movement or pod fest either. I think I'm going to try to go to that one next year. Awesome. Yeah, no, they're they're great. They both are are different enough to get to to have a different experience at at both. So I definitely recommend both of them. But yeah, it, it's something special about getting a bunch of podcasters in in the same room and and seeing what you hear and and seeing who you meet. So I think you'll have you'll you'll definitely enjoy it. Yeah, and I'll be sure to stop by your. Will you have a booth there? I assume. Yes, we'll okay. definitely have a booth, and we've been having booths since 2016, and and we did it for the same reason. It was in LA, so it wasn't a tough trip for us to to make. Uh, and the travel costs when we were still like, you know, just bootstrapping this thing with our own money, which I guess we still are. But anyways, <laughs> so yeah, definitely take advantage of the the having it as a home base. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I definitely plan to be there, and I'll stop by and see you. 
<laughs> I look forward to it. Thanks again for having me on. I really appreciate it. If you enjoyed and found value from this episode, I'd greatly appreciate it if you rate, review, subscribe, and share at ratethispodcast.com forward slash frugalpreneur. Until next time. Are you a frugalpreneur looking to connect with like-minded individuals? Join our community on Slack, connect with fellow listeners, share your thoughts on episodes, engage in meaningful discussions, including money-saving tips and entrepreneurial insights, and help shape the future of the Frugalpreneur podcast. Plus, you can submit your questions in written or audio form to be featured on the show. Let's build a supportive space together. Join us now at frugal.show forward slash slack. See you on the inside.